0: Welcome to another episode of the Corporate Entrepreneur Strategies and Tactics Episode 5. We're going to start with a strategy about reaching hard-to-reach prospects. Prospects are most companies' lifeline. Customer revenue is forecasted at a much higher close ratio than net new customers'. Of course, there are many variables, such as if you're upselling, renewing an existing contract, or selling a product or service. The real value to a company's bottom line is the net new revenue, which comes from prospects. The question is, how hard is it to reach your prospects? What will it take to find The prospects. I'm going to discuss a three-step approach to finding those prospects. The first step is identifying an ideal customer profile or multiple profiles. Now, this will consist of demographic, psychographic, qualitative, and quantitative data that are included with the size of the company, the type of company, the length of the sales cycle, and so on. The best way to do this is to review your CRM and identify the profiles amongst your existing customers. Now be sure to ask your billing and your legal departments, your operations and logistics departments if these are ideal customers. It's not just the revenue and it's not just the sales cycle. It's how much time and issue do they cause later on? Are they good customers? Your customer service people will also identify if you have good customers or it possibly has issues with delivery, but if the customers are always complaining, always causing rework, never happy, then they're and not an ideal customer profile. The next step is the time to plan together on how you will reach them. Most companies will ask sales, usually a top producer or two, and marketing to maybe brainstorm with the senior management or middle management team. The problem is that top producers probably haven't prospected in years and they're ill-suited to be the influencer in finding new prospects. Your marketing people can do the research. However, they're probably not aware of how hard it is to reach that prospect until they've actually gone out, made the calls, dialed the numbers. Your top salespeople, the issue there is that many times they're the ones who are just there longer. They let the new people prospect. Then when they leave, they identify and they know which customers, which prospects are close. They pick them up and say, Oh, look what I did. I brought in that new business. So they're not usually the perfect people either. You need a combination of sales, marketing, advertising, logistics. Customer service to identify your ideal customer profiles. Now, this is where the thought leadership pod and the think tanks come in. And these have to be facilitated by a third party. We do this and we work with a lot of customers because by coming in as a third party, we don't have the politics. We don't have the sub-optimized thinking. We don't have the jealousies and the competitive obsession that your internal people have. The third step is that you develop a strategy. The strategy has to allow you to reach your prospects with the resources you have available to you. You need to decide on your tactics, your techniques, what collateral you're going to keep, which ones you're not going to use. If you have to create new sales cycles from the top producers, the middle producers, and the new people. As a third party, when you come in to strategize, we can look at these techniques, tactics, collateral, sales cycles, and then we can offer and design a means for monitoring the results for continuous improvement, which allows you to make small changes, incremental changes and modifications. Now, some of the proven thoughts around finding these hard to find prospects, or prospects in general, are these. If your prospects are few and hard to reach, you must have lots of time, money and a powerful unique selling proposition that the prospect wants needs and has the ability to buy if your prospects are many and easy to reach you must have the resources to advertise hire lots of salespeople, usually inside and an infrastructure that will support the volume if your prospects are with the competitor you must have weapons time resources and a unique selling proposition to win the long fight the next tactic and strategy is identifying who your customers are this may seem obvious but it's really not times change quickly and technology has enabled many companies of all sizes and shapes to become your competitor no longer is geography fulfillment logistics a barrier to entry for many new competitors so you need to keep a database. It's the only way to identify existing and new competitors. Now, of course, it's important that you keep this competitive database by geography, demographics, product. The database should include, but not be limited to, the competitors' strengths, weaknesses, presentations, pitches, compensation plans, and a detailed completed SWOT analysis that's updated quarterly. Well, we said that the competitors are not always obvious. There's something called peripheral competitors. The critical component of this is to include your peripheral competitors. These are competitors who are competing for your prospects' dollars. May not be in the same products or services you offer, but it could be with the same buying group and on the same budget. It's important to be aware that there are a finite amount of dollars that your prospects have to spend. And these products or services that are part of the same budget as your products and services are, must be viewed as competitors. Now, the only way to know this is by understanding the client's or prospect's business, their needs, their strategies. In other words, what's on their project board of the people making the buying decision for your product or services? And there's a number of ways to find that out. That's for a different podcast. In order to collect this information, every employee must be wakeful to these peripheral competitors. It is the responsibility of every member of your company to pay attention to and identify peripheral competitors. This means you have to have a process, a methodology for communicating who these peripheral competitors are to everybody in your organization. It also means you have to have a way to collect this data. It's called corporate wisdom and putting it to use. Now, your employees will only collect and communicate this data if the process is simple, And if the data is put to use, nobody likes to be asked to do something that then is not brought to any use at all. It feels demeaning. What many companies do is they use intrinsic and extrinsic rewards to be able to collect this data, identify the people who are doing it, and continue to have them collect this data. That's critical. The moral of the story is that data is king. Check out our last podcast, The Data Is King About Cleaning Up Your CRM. And it's king in utilizing this strategy as much as it is in cleaning up and updating your CRM. Data is king in monitoring the sales process so you can identify variations and deviations that will signal a new competitor is approaching. But only if your salespeople collect it, document, are aware of it, and bring it into the sales meetings, customer service the same way. If they're not aware of these peripheral competitors and there's no way to collect the data, your company will miss it coming. And many times, C-level complacency is one of the reasons why it doesn't happen. What we're talking about here is change. All these strategies involve change. Listen to our podcast on the eight hidden killers of change and innovation, and you may see why it's very difficult to implement this strategy. Now let's go on to the next strategy, and that is dealing with your remote offices that they must appear as if they are your corporate office. Now What do we I mean by this? Well, let's first describe the two types of remote offices. The first one is a physical office that is located separate from your corporate office, but it's actually a physical structure. It has staff in it, so it's a second office or third or fifth location, however many. The next type of office, remote, is a virtual office. Now, in the remote offices, they have to represent the spirit and attitude of your corporate office while also being able to implement and incorporate the local nuances that allow your remote office to assimilate with the local general business population. The base structure of technology and process must be consistent or these locations will develop an independent business and sub-optimized thinking culture. Many times sea level complacency and the lack of inspection allow remote offices to develop these sub-optimized cultures and become a problem for the organization. Many times their purchased locations through acquisition. And they don't go through a total shift and change or integration into the technology and the processes, leaving them with sub-optimized thinking and processes and a culture that's totally different from the corporate culture, so it's no longer alignable. Now, virtual offices, which are more relevant today than ever before, pose different problems, yet very similar. It's still technology and process. So there's a movement today towards the partial virtual, partial remote, or corporate office. The base structure has to be the same as any remote office, with the key components in this case is technology. So technology and training, it's understood that some employees that are working virtually may or may not have the space exactly the way they would have it in the office. So the technology needed as a primary structure is voice over IP. And the reason I say a primary structure is that that allows these remote employees, virtual, to connect with internal resources as if they were in the corporate office. They can make the extension call instead of dialing a whole number. When the people in corporate receive the call, it's from an internal extension versus an outside number. So they can get to the resources quicker. They can get to them more efficiently. If a manager needs to jump on a call, it's not, wait, I have to conference them in, it's they can jump on the call by merging with the extension. Some very critical pieces, customer service, sales, but even more so in contracts, legal, facilities. So voice over IP as an infrastructure for communication is critical. Video conferencing, of course, must be simple. There's many different ways, but your IT department now needs to ensure that everybody is working with a mirror image that allows simple video conferencing. And it includes a background that will limit the exposure of their personal space. No one wants to see the cat. Nobody wants to see the kitchen with the dishes. Nobody wants to see the living room. They want to see that this is a corporate office performing their job function. It also takes the pressure off of the people that they don't have to look for a different place in their house. They don't have to be embarrassed. It doesn't cause stress or tension. So you need to have the background that the department requires. could be different for accounting, sales, legal, but that whole department should have the same background. Now, Another technology infrastructure piece is access to the internet. So of course, everybody needs high-speed internet. But what happens when it goes down? There's no backup like there is in corporate. So you need to utilize the data plans on your phones as a hotspot, because even if the power goes down, in most cases, those data plans are still working. And that allows your virtual people to have some type of redundancy. Should be built into your business continuity plan. Now, in today's business environment, There's a need for management and to monitor and track real time the activity, the calls, as we discussed earlier. They need to be able to hot switch into calls so that you can act as if you're in corporate. Hold on, I'll switch you over to John, not I'm going to conference a minute and then have to hang up and get caught up with all these different technology issues. It's not totally for monitoring activity. It's to ensure compliance Allow for increased customer service and allow for easy communication, as we said earlier, with internal resources. Now, things like being able to have an extension instead of calling your personal number are critical to maintaining that continuity with your corporate offices. There's technology out there that you can use in corporate, but you can especially use virtually. And here's why there's headsets, not that expensive. That you can utilize that will identify stress in a conversation of either the employee or the customer in their voice, the stress in their voice. It will notify a supervisor to join the call, not as calling in on a conference call, but the hot switching in. And that way, you can see if there's a problem, your management can pick up, take over. And the effectiveness of these types of technologies and the potential return on investment being just saving one customer or stopping one employee from leaving is amazing. So that's where technology and training come in. When you work virtual, we need to consider age, multiple monitors, workspace. These are tactical. Most companies are finding that employees are just as if not more effective working virtually than they are in the office. The money saved on infrastructure, rent, equipment, and other costs associated with maintaining a remote office versus a virtual office are amazing. Our customers have told us They're not going back into the office the way they were before. They are looking for these cost savings. These changes are happening. If you can make the change quicker, reduce your overhead, generate more profit with the same revenue or less, then you will be able to penetrate new markets, hire more people, make the appropriate changes you need to beat your competition and to grow and succeed during these unique times. As we say at the close of every one of our podcasts, as corporate entrepreneurs, you fear nothing, you appreciate everything, and realize that what you need, you already have. This is Mark Gillinson, Managing Partner of the Entrepreneurial Way Consulting Group, saying have a great day.